0: animal here it is saturday february 24th and today on a brand new episode of texas rangers with the boys kevin and i take a trip around the league we talk about all the rangers news and notes from spring training and we've got our first box score of the cactus league so join us today for a brand new episode texas rangers with the boys i'm jack Leiter, and you're listening to texas rangers with the boys
1: Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And Hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. And just if you didn't know, spring training has kicked off with the Rangers. We have a box score to talk about today, and that means that your Texas Rangers are the defending world series champions this is your boy kev aka ybk kevin frazier you can find me on social media at kevin lee frazier that's f-r-a-z-i-e-r you can find texas rangers with the boys on social media at tx rangers wtv don't forget to check us out on the world wide web at texas rangers with the boys.com
0: oh one word
1: yeah, I got it right today. And joining me my co-host, the 300 pound animal, aka Bull. How you doing today, buddy? Where can they find you on social medias?
0: Well, we got we got Rangers baseball to talk about today. So and um and not just like uh will this guy sign? What mm-hmm. are the Rangers options at second base? We're <laughs> we're gonna talk real we're gonna talk real baseball. We've also we've also finally got a Texas Rangers pro wrestling related story. Man. we got to talk about that. We've got a bunch of stuff, you know, we're going to go around the league. There's some signings that happened. We haven't, we haven't been on the air since Thursday because we did this strategically this week. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we had some baseball to talk about when the, uh, before we, before we get into next week and we've got all box scores all week. So, um, we, we did this kind of strategically this week uh, to make sure we get uh, all those Rangers box scores talked about.
1: Yeah, going to be a loaded show today. Um, but I guess you got to tell them about like Facebook and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be a bit. We're not doing that anymore, I guess, because we decided we grew up or something. And uh, but I got to tell people, you know, manimal bull on in, uh, uh Manimal Bull on Twitter, yeah. Manimal 300 on Instagram, and both Facebook and TikTok, Bull Pro, whatever your favorite platform of social media is, find me on there. We'll start talking about these Rangers because uh, they're about to start defending this uh, world championship. And uh, it all starts with the Cactus League. And we got some Cactus League to talk about this year. But first, we got other stuff. And before we get started with that, I have to tell everybody that today's show is brought to you by Matt War Pro Wrestling. Matt War Pro Wrestling will be back for the second annual Hell's Half Acre Tournament. It's going to be at Martin House Brewing Saturday, March 24th. It's going to be the first Saturday night show for Martin House Brewing and uh, and Matt War Pro. And we're going to have a big tournament. It's going to start with the Battle Royal. We have two four-way dances, a taped fist match, and a winner-take-all match. The winner-take-all chi- uh, prize is a the number one contendership for the Trinity River Heritage title. And, uh, um, you know, I've been officially announced as a participant, and I plan on winning it, just like I, everything I, else.
1: We're going to be out in, like, full effect uh, supporting... Um... El, la La L many mall, but uh, you know, last year, so we moved back to Texas in February of last year. So this was our first big shindig that we did when we got, when we got back was when we checked out uh, Matt war pro over there at Martin house brewing. So we've been doing, doing this for a year now uh, with those guys and it's been a blast and uh, we look forward to just keep keeping that relationship going. Well, I know why everybody else tuned in. I know why we're here, and that's to talk about the Rangers and to talk about a box score. So, why don't we just get into this around the league stuff so that we can get down to business? So, kick it off first here. We knew it was coming, we knew it was going to happen. It was not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Tim Anderson, reclamation, prove I'm still the man, begins in Miami with one year, five million. I'm telling you, this guy's on a mission. He's going to have a crazy, awesome season. Uh, and everybody's going to wish they had signed him because I think he's a great ball player.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a really, really dynamic up-the-middle duo there with him and Arise, uh, and they're going to have, you know, capabilities of having two guys up the middle that can both play good defense and both hit 300 in the uh, at the top of that order, so they're going to have opportunities, uh, a lot of opportunities for RBIs in the middle of the order, and uh, we'll just kind of see how, you know, maybe... Berger and some of those new guys that they're that they're planning on using a lot this year um, drive those guys in
1: yeah yeah I, I, I like it because it also it's not not only does he get like the chance to kind of like prove himself you know which he kind of you know kind of sad that he has to but we get it um, but he gets to do it uh, in the middle infield with a guy like a rise who, um, you know, uh, again, had a, an unbelievable season last year. So well, really, and, cool. we
0: know, and we know where the White Sox are. The White Sox had to get rid of somebody, and they had guys like Robert and those dudes under contract with, that are probably on contracts that they don't like in the first place. But, you know, Tim Anderson ended up being the casualty of a team that's going to, you know, go into a, a bad era of baseball. And I imagine, you know, as much as he wanted to be a White Sox, you know, he, he also wants an opportunity to go somewhere and at least have an opportunity to try and win because yep. that the, the Marlins are going to be around. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, so Austin, I'm going to steal it from you. This was your quota here. Austin, mm-hmm. your quota uh, for NOLA. Austin, don't call me Aaron. NOLA signs one year with Kansas City.
0: Yeah, major league deal. I don't know if it's for the league minimum or whatever, but Kansas City kind of, you know, just shoring up their their uh uh catching situation and making sure that they're in a position where, you know, Salvi Perez doesn't have to catch 125 games for them to be um, you know, good.
1: Right, right. Or,
0: or in a position to win. Yeah,
1: they are a uh they're 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 trying to make moves. Um, so that that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to get a little bit better here and there. I mean, they've got, they've got, you know, a core that's starting to get there. And now it's time to really, you know, start going for them. And I could see them making a, you know, a 20 game win improvement this year and go from, you know, 56 wins or whatever they had last year to somewhere around 75 or, you know, maybe even closer to 500, even.
1: Yeah. So, Gio Urshala. Uh one year with one year 175, one seven five one point seven five mil with Detroit. So Detroit's Be
0: been adding some pieces, man. Yeah, I mean it seems like Urshala, I and mean, he's a you know he's a pretty decent player. I know he's coming off of injury. He had that really weird injury where he uh like overstepped the bag or something last year and like landed really awkwardly. So um so if the bag, yeah, he, huh?
1: If the bag's not like a big bag, like does does O'Shalla have a case with MLB? of maybe like, t- it's their fault that he had that injury or?
0: I I don't you know I don't know I remember it happening but I don't I remember it being really awkward from him like maybe it had nothing to do with the bag at all so I, <laughs> I could be yeah, yeah I mean uh, maybe Good I'm trying stuff. to like make my case. Subliminal, subliminally for uh for the bags being back to just regular baseball
1: yeah yeah I'm not sure what that's all about still um now this next story i think is a kind of worthwhile because i mean mitch keller is he he was an all-star last year pittsburgh has a reputation for developing young pitching um the guy's been up over 150 innings for the last two seasons. He had 130 in, in 2021. So he's been uh, a reliable starter. Um, you know, his ERA, you know, around the four range. Uh, but the guy has a lot of upside. Um, again, he was an all-star, one of the few guys that had a shutout uh, last year, like complete game. Um, now They extend him for five years, $77 million. This feels like a mega bargain.
0: I think so, yeah. I think uh... – I think that Mitch Keller I mean I think if we if we talked we probably talked about him quite a bit last year at the trade deadline in the fact that like maybe add him with Mitch Bedner and it would be worth sending a package for I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that that came up at some point because you know I mean Mitch Keller he's been kind of uh on the up swing for the last couple of years and last year was uh a real step in that uh right direction for him and and i think uh you know he's going to continue to improve and uh we'll just see um if 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 in five years you know he's he's kind of a veteran guy that's going to be able to get another five years but uh who knows and uh um, I imagine that he'll be the, the ace of the staff and he's got some some good uh, guys behind him that are going to, you know, help that Pittsburgh staff a little bit this year.
1: Yeah. And he goes free agent in 2026. So, I mean, he's going to be extended through what? He's got three more
0: years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, season.
1: that's and And it looks like a great deal too for Pittsburgh because we know how Pittsburgh is they get guys like this under great contracts. And then all of a sudden they bring back a haul at the trade deadline when it's time to fire sale and and, it brings them back the future of their organization.
0: And I mean, if, if, if this was a deal that they could have made something like this at the time with Garrett Cole, they would have absolutely Mm -hmm. done that too. It just Garrett Cole. I mean, he wasn't even willing to talk to anybody until free agency and, he knew exactly what he wanted and he got exactly what he wanted. So, you know, I mean, a couple of different uh, caliber pitchers, but kind of the same thing that Pittsburgh wanted to do with uh, with Cole, they're able to do with Keller.
1: Yeah. So, again, Keller, in a, I mean, Pittsburgh, really, this is a great deal for them because they're in a great spot. Number one, they've got a good pitcher under a good contract, but also a great trading chip. Uh, you know, because they're probably going to try to compete for a couple of years, and we know how it goes. Uh um, well, and,
0: and you never know. I mean, they're young. They're you know, so they're they're going to have some chances. They've got good young players all around the diamond, and they extended uh, what's his face last year. Um, that the, the, the that they Reynolds. talked about, yeah, Reynolds. They extended him last year. They've got some good young pieces around, so we'll see what happens with them. O'Neill Cruz yeah. is going to be a really good ball player, so.
1: We'll just yeah, if, they see. Win, if they win, great. If they don't, they've got they could literally reload,
0: yeah, um, in a couple of years. No doubt,
1: it's a couple of trades. So it's like it really is a great it, it's not a championship strategy, and we as Rangers fans would never want to deal with it. But I could definitely see how this is a good strategy for a mid market team,
0: yeah. But uh, for a team like the Pirates, that spent so long being bad, had a couple of years where they were good and went right back to being bad. You know, they, they just they cherish the good times, I think, up there in Pittsburgh.
1: Yep. Well, They got the
0: Steelers, if not, who've been to the playoffs, what, like 20 straight years or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so Ryu, we talked about him. We were like, man, it'd be cool, maybe a one-year. And he's like, no, I'm going to go become a billionaire uh, over in Korea.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signs a uh, eight-year, 17 billion uh, uh, won. Uh. One contract with the uh, <laughs> the um the Hanwha, Uh I don't know, they're like the Fighting Eagles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um no, I, I think that it translates more out to like twelve and a half mm-hmm. um in in American dollars, but it's an eight year commitment to his country, and you know, I mean, maybe he and you you probably gotta think maybe at thirty six thirty seven I think this is gonna be a thirty seven year. Uh, Right. He just may be ready to go home and and be more with his family and or start a family or whatever the case may be for him. And, uh, you know, uh, and pitch the next eight years in Korea and and further the game over there. And again, it could just be a a real, uh, you know, like, you know, him putting back into his country as much as not wanting to spend another couple of years over in the United States
1: yeah definitely doesn't seem like a deal that he did for the money as much as it seemed like a personal a personal preference for him and and it's really cool because I think it's it, he's got it's kind of his commitment to probably retire over there and really just become more of a staple uh, in his home country. He made his name over here in the states, had a great uh, MLB career and uh, wish him the best and we'll probably see him in the world baseball classic.
0: Oh, yeah, no, there's probably no doubt in that case. And, you know, he's going to be one of, you know, we talked about it wasn't for the money or whatever, but also that's the most guaranteed money that uh, Korea has ever given out in a contract. So, um, you know, at the same time, it's big money for Korea, Korean baseball.
1: Yeah, really cool. And then um, staying with kind of the Asian based players, uh, Kodai Singa, this this stinks um, we are, we're definitely, I'm, I am, I'll speak, from, I'm definitely a mess hater, but, but I never like to see anybody get hurt, even though their fans tend to, um, you know, push for our players to get hurt. But I, I but I'm not, we're not like that. We don't kind of promote that type of stuff on our show. Neither one of us you know, agree.
0: Kodai Koda Singa is a, is a amazing young pitcher in the big awesome. leagues and, and he's got probably the coolest pitch in baseball, with that ghost fork ball that he throws, that just kind of disappears out of the from the strike zone. And I mean, he like I mean, last year was very, very uh, um, eye opening to what he can be in the big leagues. And so, I'm hoping that it's just something minor and that he's able to to bounce right back from it and maybe at least be back, you know, first of May, something like that, and and uh, you know, be back on the hill for the Mets.
1: Yeah, we want to see him uh, healthy. Uh, and have a very uh, prosperous career. You know, last year, you know, 166 innings, 200, uh, 202 Ks. So, I mean, you know, a 298, a sub three earned run average. He finished in the Cy Young uh, race. He was runner up rookie of the year. So, uh, you know, we were all excited about seeing him come over. And, uh, you know, we want to see him get healthy. He didn't
0: disappoint. Yeah, he didn't no, disappoint.
1: No, and hopefully he has a healthy year with, um, with the mess, hopefully he gets back and everything's good to go. Um, well, you mentioned earlier that, and I have a couple. I have actually a little addition to this one too because I was thinking about this the other day. But um, you know, finally we have a story that connects baseball and pro wrestling. And are, come, uh,
0: finally, finally, finally,
1: finally, pro wrestling has come back uh, to the Texas Rangers with the Boys Show as The Rock. Uh, is in the Rangers, the Rock and Rangers,
0: the Rock and Rangers are teaming up. Yeah, us.
1: yeah, they're gonna team up to serve his mana Tequila. So the Rock, the Rock, but remember, remember, let's not forget. Right across the street at the old stadium is the,
0: um, the headquarters for yeah, the, the headquarters League, for, um, for XFL. I guess the new whatever they they merged with the USFL UF. and they've got a new thing, but the, I think the headquarters are still right over there across the street in that, uh, that building, you know, right by ne- on the way to the parking lot. Most of the time, whenever I park, I walk right past it, uh, mm-hmm. for, uh the, the XFL or UEL or whatever it's going to be called. UFL. Yeah. UFL. Yes. United so, Football Week. So yeah, the other headquarters are right over there. So it, it kind of makes sense that the rock is, uh, able to do some nice negotiations with the, uh, Texas Rangers and get, uh, taramana tequila into the ballpark and that allows us to tie wrestling with the rangers for maybe maybe the first time ever on the show
1: well i also think now let's dive into this i have have a, a kind of a side tangent but it's relevant because i was actually thinking about this the other day because you know with the base with the ufl headquarters on the parking lot and you've got a, st- a nice stadium that's been well upkept that's used for football right there. So you got one kind of a, a smaller football stadium, still 44 some odd thousand people that thing holds. It's not that small. You have obviously the hundred thousand square f- or a hundred thousand seat. Um, as they like to call it on the ticket, the death star, the Cowboy stadium, you have the, the barn over there for the Rangers, that state of the art, beautiful stadium. You have three, Huge sports stadiums all on the same parking lot. You have the headquarters for three for two major franchises and the headquarters for an entire league, all in the same spot. And to me, I'm thinking, man, how long is it till we have the world baseball classic here in Texas? The World Cup. Um, I mean
0: we are getting the World Cup and I've I've seen that there like nine matches at the in the next World Cup are going to be in Arlington um yeah. i wouldn't be shocked if the you know but on top of all of that they also have that beautiful uh um like what is, it's got like restaurants and it's mm-hmm. a big bar and all of that right there in the in the rangers village or whatever they call it ballpark village whatever that is yep. uh, uh, whatever that's called i mean but they've got that right there it's just a big uh it's just a big area with with quite a bit to do right there in the area, I know they're they're working on putting up motels at, or i meant motels hotels at the uh, at a uh, at a high rate. So hopefully at some point they'll get it to where it's an entertainment district that can, you know, handle a uh, hundred thousand people in the area for, uh, you know. a a three or four week span like the world cup or even, I think it's a little longer than that even. So, you know, I mean, so it'll be interesting to see how um, it holds up through the world cup and see if that leads to world baseball classic. And, you know, we're going to probably have more super bowls and WrestleManias and, Mm and things like that, because it's such a big, beautiful stadium that, that, you know, I mean, when you're talking about being able to get the most people in it, that's the place.
1: Yeah. No, it just seems like there's so many like, and I mean, like even an Olympics type scenario might be something that's a possibility, because I mean you've got it all right there in that parking lot. So, um, you know, a lot of, lot of, a lot of cool things I think is going to be coming up for. And uh, um, hey,
0: another real quick thing with the ballpark, they're putting a Whataburger in there.
1: Oh wow! Well, then that even kind of give that kind of leads more into, like all this other stuff that we said was a big deal. That's probably right there at the top of it. Um, So let's jump off of that because that could definitely be a rabbit hole that that just keeps going. But Ryan Darrow announces his retirement, and he's jumping into his uh, coaching career.
0: Yeah, um, he he was a middle infielder. I think he was like a 17th, 18th rounder, something like that, late in uh, like maybe 2017. Um, Got hurt last year didn't really i don't think he made it back uh, and then decided this year at camp that maybe it's not worth going through another year at triple a and start my my coaching journey now and he's going to be at hope college and uh we'll see what happens we'll see yeah. we'll, we'll continue to follow him you know we love these prospects even when they go other places you know i'm not going to say some bad things about tommy Sujacy now that he's on the cardinals
1: yeah, absolutely not. No, we're not. We, we, we like to see good things happen for people. Um, so that's pretty cool. We'll keep an eye on him. Hopefully, we uh, he's got a college coaching or a coaching career, period. Um, maybe he ends up back back with the organization, and we can uh, point back to this time when, when we saw him start his coaching career. So, okay. All right.
0: That's enough, right? Like, you know, is this... End of the good stuff, right? Like <laughs> Enough. Maybe, <laughs> let's not hit the box score just yet. I want to talk about a enough. couple of guys that pitched. And uh, had their first outings of the year, and uh, everything looked pretty good.
1: yeah let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Most people have probably fast forwarded to this point. You might even want to just t- time stamp the uh, the the description and be like, hey, if you just want to get to the important stuff, it's at, at this time stamp, because we know no, this. No,
0: you got to listen to Ryan Doro talk and us <laughs> talking. and just about the Olympics. Talk about the stuff. Rock. Yeah, goes. no. If you, if you don't listen to the Rock part, you're not even really a farmhand.
1: <laughs> well, so let's talk about the first two guys that kicked off. I know you want to talk about it, so I'm just going to tee you up, and then I'm just going to let you roll. But you wanted to talk about the first two pitchers uh, that got a couple of innings, or three innings of that, of that Cactus League game. Dane Dunning, Cody Bradford. Uh, a downset hut. Here's the tee. I put the ball on the tee. Uh, swing away.
0: Um, Dunning, I thought. You know, let's not get carried away. It's his first outing of the uh, the uh, Cactus League, but I thought uh, pretty good. Um, I saw he was. I saw he said he was working on a, a pitch. He wouldn't say what the pitch was, but he um, he let us know which pitch was that pitch, and it was a ball that you know went about forty-seven feet. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. He said it felt good and, and the bullpen just didn't pan out onto the field. So we'll see what that pitch is. I'm kinda guessing splitter when I mm-hmm. think forty-seven feet, but you never know. We'll see what it we we'll see see what it ends up being. But uh not enough of Dane Dunning yesterday, in my opinion, but it's the first game of Cactus League baseball and we can't get carried away. We saw what eight pitchers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and some really good. I mean, like Cody Bradford worked two innings. I think he gave up a home run, but the the inning that that he gave the home run up, he worked so quickly through it that uh, he went back out for a second inning, had a really nice second inning. And uh, you know, Bradford and Dunning are those are those are two of the guys that we're going to be talking about in the rotation at certain points in this year, and Dunning hopefully the whole year. And Bradford, you know, I mean, if he wins a spot and can and can take that role or whatever, you know, I mean, good for him, and 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 let's see him do it, you know. Um, and then, you know, you teed me up for this. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna tee you up mm-hmm. for your next part or your next on, go, you know. Like Jack Leiter, yesterday, mm. threw a nice one-two-three inning, sitting 96 topped out at 98. That's that's exactly what you wanted to hear about Jack Leiter in his first outing. Let's hope that uh, he's going to command that strike zone this year and uh, get it together and be a part of this thing at some point.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the guys that are, you know, uh, farmhands that we talk about or, or uh, farm they are farmhands that we talk about um, played in that game yesterday. And had you been listening to our exclusive content, down on the farm with the boys where we cover all things rangers minor league you would know every one of these names you'd know about them you'd know their history you'd be aware of uh, kind of where they stand with the organization and what the rangers want to see out of these guys and uh you know also too you're gonna if you listen to our show um it's our exclusive content if you listen to our show you will also know where they land uh when they don't make the big league squad because you know very few of these guys are actually going to end up Uh, break in camp and starting the season on the 26 man roster. But you'll know who, who does, uh, as long as you listen to this show, but you'll also know where they land when you listen to our exclusive content Uh, upcoming, our next upcoming episode is going to be really uh, exciting. We're going to talk about the down East Wood Ducks position players. Uh, We'll also have another top 10 list uh, for players in the Rangers organization that we'll talk about there. And again, as these minor leaguers start, you know, getting sent to their designated uh, assignments at uh, whether it's double A, triple A, uh, mostly, mostly some of them will end up at maybe high A. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of tell you about how that goes. And as those rosters start to formulate, which is really exciting, uh, then we can, uh, you know, we'll start having box scores and stuff to talk about uh, in the minor league. So that's what we do there. If you want to check it out, it's at our. we can go to our website on the World Wide Web, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com.
0: Oh, one word.
1: Or you can go to Spotify and subscribe. It's just $1.99 per month. And they, you, you can make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Go check it out. It's worth it. Thanks to all of our new subscribers that have just become, and I'm using air quotes here, farmhands, because that's what we call our subscribers. You guys are the farmhands. Uh, thanks for for all of thanks to all of our new subscribers, and I have a feeling as the season goes along and things start getting more juicy, we're going to pick up more of you guys uh, as well. So thanks everybody for uh, for subscribing, and we look forward to talking to you guys. Uh, I guess tomorrow we'll be we'll yeah, be- it'll be
0: back to, right in- back tomorrow thanks. evening. We'll be back on it, and uh, just a reminder that five guys yesterday in the game in the in the Cactus League pit game pitched that we've talked about at nauseum on the down on the farm with the boys show. So, um, you know, the, we, we talk about him. Um, we talked about Bradford. Yeah. We talked about him a lot on the down on the farm show too, whenever mm-hmm. he was tearing up triple a last year with his 0.64 ERA or whatever. Um, uh, we talked about Dunning and Bradford, on the hill. Let's go through everybody else that pitched. Danny Duffy, who we've talked about quite a bit lately on the show. He got an inning. He gave up a couple of extra base hits. Calmed down. Got himself through the inning. Um, Jesus Tanako. Uh, we, we've he's been with the Rangers before. He spent a year last year with Korea. He threw. Uh, uh, he was he he threw ten pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. Mm-hmm
1: yeah that actually he was kind of the kind of the shocker because he wasn't on the um he wasn't the on run the run
0: sheet yeah oh. he wasn't on the run sheet yeah, it's a pitch so yeah something so something of- happened and he ended up getting an inning um, and uh, he took advantage of that inning. Um, we talked about lighter uh, really really nice inning from Leiter. uh antoine Kelly kind of shot himself in the foot uh, walked the leadoff hitter threw a ball down the right field line uh, that was hit back to him and then uh, worked his way around it pretty decently, um, but did give up the two unearned runs. Uh, Mark church, who we've talked about at nauseum from on the down on the farm show. Um, nice inning, gave up a hit, but had a strikeout. Um, and then Zach Kent um, did walk a guy, but had a strikeout uh, clean inning. Uh, so, Pretty good pitching from the Rangers um Duffy gave up the one run, Bradford gave up the solo home run and then the two unearned from Kelly uh end up being four on six hits um a couple of walks, but eight strikeouts so pretty good stuff from the Rangers pitchers yesterday, uh albeit small samples of uh, most everyone
1: yeah tanako I guess uh most intriguing because he's a guy that we've talked. The least about, Um, like you said, he played, uh, you know, in the uh, looks like he played in Japan, maybe last year,
0: Uh, Japan, I couldn't remember if it was Japan or Korea,
1: Yeah, he pitched in the Venezuelan winter league, um, and had a really good, um, had a really good stint there. And, uh, you know, was a starter and then moved to the bullpen. Not sure, exactly sure how he ended up with the Rangers. I'm sure I could scroll up here. Was, and find- I'm
0: pretty sure he was like a waiver claim when they needed <laughs> when they needed pitching. Uh, he, he did pitch here a little bit in 2023. <laughs> He's famous for giving up number 62 to Aaron Judge. Okay. So um that's kind of where if you've heard that name from you've probably heard it from when he was here with the rangers um but uh, you know we talk about this all the time bullpen guys are year to year a guy that could have a bad year one year as long as he can find a job the next year and get in someone's pin mm-hmm. he's one year away from getting money again
1: yeah, and with Tonoko, his last stint at the PCL, which is a hard place to pitch, first of all. I mean, except for Cody Bradford. But his last time, his last stint in 2022 at the PCL, I mean, he he, he had a 3.27 earned run average, uh, struck out more people than any of The whip was nice. So, I mean, you know, it's probably why he got a contract uh, in the Japanese Professional League. So, you know, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. I mean, probably won't make the team. But at least somebody just to keep I, up. I don't He'll know. Up.
0: I don't know that that's true. I don't think that probably, I think that he has as good a chance of being put on that 40 man um, mm-hmm. before the season as anybody in that bullpen.
1: I love it. I as love
0: anybody it. that's out there on a non roster invite, because he, I mean, he has good breaking stuff. We talked about it. He was good last year in Japan. He was good last year in Venezuela in the Winter League. And like a, a, I just think the bullpen hands are always just one year away from, from being right back on top of the world.
1: And let me tell you this. You have an immaculate inning in the first start of Cactus League. That's how you get on the radar, right there. That's how you yeah, get out-
0: I, it. Didn't end up being an immaculate inning. Yeah, he, he did throw one ball.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you yeah, almost immaculate inning uh, on your first showing in the Cactus League. Um, and that's how you get Bruce Bochi's attention for sure. Uh, he's just gonna have to keep things rolling. You want to talk a little bit about these position players and uh, the, you know, just oh, all the one, guys that got out there?
0: One thing I was gonna say about the uh, position players, I thought uh, uh, the first couple of innings, they had five walks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: scored three runs, put the math together. Right. You know, they got on base. They had a couple of timely hits. Uh, one from Matt Duffy. If you mm. had Matt Duffy getting the first hit in RBI of spring on your bingo card, good for you. Um, but Huff walked. Uh, Tavares walked. Duffy got the single. Duran walked, Smith walked, they got a, well, they got a a wild pitch in there somewhere that scored a run. Uh, And then, uh, you know, uh, in his first at bat, Simeon had a, uh, had a walk Carter reached on an error. So they had some guys get on base. Um, They got a couple of uh, early runs. Like I said, those three runs from the, uh, the uh, walks, the one hit from, uh, duffy and then uh you know in the in the fifth inning they had uh um a double from a guy that's there on a non-roster invite that we talked about him a little bit he used he was a former first round draft pick Derek hill who Mm -hmm. the stick has just never come around but he's kind of at that age where it may be the thing that you know he he could you know, make this team as the fifth outfielder. Um, I don't know that that's going to happen, but he did have a double um, yesterday, drove in uh, Evan Carter, who uh, reached on that error, stole second base. Langford walked behind him. Hill will uh, doubled. He also grounded into a double play later in the game. So, I, you know, I can't take too much into, into it. Uh, and then, uh, Elia Hernandez, a guy that's here on a minor league contract that, uh, you know, he's been with the organization forever. Uh, he did have a stint in 2023, I, 2022, where he played with the big club for a little while. He triples uh Dustin Harris, who 40 uh, man roster guy going to be a second year on that 40 man. You know, they're looking to get something from him. Another guy that could – another couple of guys right here that could be that fifth outfielder mm-hmm. um, when when the season starts, depending on how it works out. But Harris drives in the uh, Elia Hernandez for the game-winning run. Church and uh, Zach Kent were able to hold on for the Rangers out of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, they win that first Cactus League game. Uh, nothing to get too excited about, but let's just uh, – you know, let's, let's just remind remind everybody that the you know the Rangers are uh, the World Series champions, and you know they're starting to defend that crown. That's what this is really about. And you know, March 29th or 30th or whatever day, opening day at 28th, uh, it can't get here soon enough. You think the Rock will be at opening day? Oh yeah, man! He'll probably throw out the first pitch, and they'll they'll have him like drink a gallon of tequila right after he throws it out like that's what i hope happens i mean <laughs> i'm i'm mean, is like right before wrestlemania it'll be perfect
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm like man he's gonna be at wrestlemania you know uh you know i don't know i think it'd be cool i think it'd be cool it's, it's just weird how things kind of come together like that so uh man we got a box score and and there is you know it is first game but there is some positive things that we can take and really, like, not a lot of negatives to take from the game, which I think is just as good, you know. And there wasn't too many things You're like, oh, you know, that was uh, I think the thing that I can take from it the most is the discipline, the plate discipline, because you're, you're talking about the walks. But you're also just – it's more like you have the wild pitch. So it's more about the Rangers, like, being up there, being patient, making the pitcher throw pitches. Something Man, we saw last – well, something we saw last year when – when they could, I don't know if control the strike zone is good is the right way to say it, but when they had a good command as, as on the offense of the strike zone and were able to really make pitchers throw a lot of pitches, we saw it with like a a game against Zach Gallen, where maybe he was pitching lights out, but they got him out of the game early so they could get to that bullpen or they, you know, kind of ran up the pitch count and the coach was thought, well, I'll keep him out there for another inning and, and the Rangers get to him. So, Something they did a lot last year, and I think that strategically it kind of seems like it's part of this team's DNA, and you, you got to see them really lean into it um, yesterday. We'd be remiss not to bring up uh, Wyatt Langford, who got on base for the first time in his, uh, in his spring training debut uh, with a walk, but did make some contact as well, didn't look – from what I understand, didn't look overwhelmed or anything like that. No, say- no, I didn't
0: think, but uh, today, Ivaldi on the hill and uh, Sunday, um, Andrew Heaney on the hill. So you'll get a chance to see, uh, you know, all of, or four of the five guys that are going to probably start for the Rangers in the next couple of days. And you'll probably see, um, you know, others as well. John Gray may pitch today, you know, or tomorrow. Uh, in, in relief. So we'll see what happens.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in Texas. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out that website on the worldwide web, Texas Rangers with the boys.com.
0: Oh, one word
1: where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thanks to our subscribers and thank you for following us on our, on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300 pound animal this is your boy kev we are texas rangers with the boys signing out